Chapter twelve of Babu Jabberjee BA This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tech Savvy. Babu Jabberjee BA by F. Anstey. Chapter twelve. Mr. Jabberjee is taken by surprise. Diligent pursuers of my lucubrations to punch will remember that I have devoted sundry jots and titles to the subject of Miss Jessimina Manclitow, and already may have concluded that I was long since up to the hilt in the tender passion. In this deduction, however, they would have manufactured a stentorian cry from an extreme paucity of wool the actual fact being that although percipient of the well-proportionate symmetry of her person and the ladylike liveliness of her deportment i did never regard her except with the eyes of strictly platonic philandering and calf love it is true that at certain seasons the ostentatious favours she would squander upon other young masculine boarders in my presence did reduce me to the doleful dump of despair so that even the birds and the beasts of forest shed tears at my misery and frequently at meal-times i have sought to move her to compassion by neighing like horse or by the incessant rolling of my visual organs though she did only attribute such ad misericordium appeals to the excessive gravity of the cheese or the immaturity of the rhubarb pie but i was then a labourer under the impression that i was the odd man out of her affections and it is well known that to a sensitive it is intolerable to feel that oneself is not the object of adoration even to one to whom we may entertain but a mediocre attraction on a recent evening we had a tt at tt which culminated in the utter surprise it was the occasion of our hebdomadal dancing party at the porticobello house and i had solicited her to become a co-partner with this unassuming self in the maziness of her vaults but not being the carpet knight and consequently treading the measure with too great frequency upon the toes of my fair auxiliary she suggested a temporary withdrawal from circulation to which i assenting she conducted me to a landing whereon was a small glazed apartment screened by hangings and furnished with a profusion of unproductive pots which is styled the conservatory and here we did sit upon the two wicker work chairs and for a while were mutually sotto was presently i remarking with corner of the eye the sumptuousness of her appearance and the supercilious indifference of her demeanour which made it seem totally improbable that she should ever like desdemon seriously inclined to treat me as an othello commenced to heave the size of a fire-stove causing miss jessimina to accuse me of desiring myself in india i denied this with native hyperbolism saying that i was content to remain in statco until the doom cracked and that the conservatory was for me the equivalent of paradise 
she replied that its similitude to paradise would be more startling if a large proportion of the pots had contained plants and if such plants as there were had not fallen into such a lean and slippered stage of decrepitude adding that she did perpetually urge her mamma to incur the expense of some geranium blooms and a few fairy lamps but she had refused to run for such adornments and i with spontaneous gallantry retorted that she was justified in such parsimony since her daughter's eyes supplied such fairy illumination and upon her cheeks was a bloom brighter than many geraniums but this compliment the unhappily mistook as an insinuation that her complexion was of meretricious composition and seeing that i had put my foot into a cul-de-sac i became once more the silent tomb and exhaled sighs at intervals presently she declared once more that she saw from the dullness of my expression that i was longing for a luxurious magnificence of my indian palace now my domestic abode though a respectable specious sort of residence and containing my father mother married brothers together with a few antique and married aunts is not at all of a palatial architecture but it is a bad bird that blackens his own nest and so i merely answered that i was now so saturated with western civilization that i had lost all taste for oriental splendors next she inquired whether i did not miss the tiger shooting and pig-sticking and i replied that i could not deny a liability to miss both tigers and pigs and indeed all animals that were free nature and she condemned the hazardousness of these jungle sports and wished me to promise that i would abstain from them on my return to india to this i replied that before i agreed to such a self-denying ordinance i desired to be more convinced of the sincerity of her interest in the preservation of my humble existence miss jasmina asked what she had done that i should be in dubitation as to her bona fides then i did meekly remind her of her flirtatious preferences for the young beef-witted london chaps and her incertitude and disdainful capriciousness towards myself who was not a beetle-head or an obtuse but a cultivated native gentleman with high-class university degree and an oratorical flow of language which was infallible to land me upon the pinnacle of some tip-top judicial preferment in calcutta high court of justice she made the excuse that she was compelled by financial reasons to be pleasant to the male boarders and that i could not expect any marked favoritism so long as i kept my tongue concealed inside my damask cheek like a worm in bud upon which transported by uncontrollable emotion i ventured to embrace her assuring her that she was the cynosure of my neighboring eyes and supplied the vacuum and long-felt want of my soul and while occupied in imprinting a chaste salute upon her rosebud lips who'd have thought it her severely matronly parent popped in through the curtains and surveying me with a cold and basilican eye did demand my intentions nor can i tell what i should have responded 
seeing that i had acted from momentary impulsiveness and feminine encouragement had not miss jessamina with ready-made female wit answered for me that it was all right and that we were the engaged couple but her mother expressed an ardent desire to hear my viva voce corroboration of this statement informing me that she was but a poor weak widow woman but that if it should appear that i was merely the giddy trifler of her daughter's young artless affections it would be her dolesome duty to summon instantaneously every male able-bodied inmate of her establishment and request them to inflict deserved corporal chastisement upon my person so although still of a twitter with amazement at miss jessamina's announcement i considered it the better part of valour to corroborate it with promptitude rather than incur the shocking punches and kicks of numerous athletic young commercials and upon hearing the piece of good news mrs mankleto exploded into lacrimation saying that she was divested of narrow-minded racial color prejudices and had from the first regarded me as a beloved son then blessing me and calling me her boy she clasped me against her bosom where owing to the exuberant redundancy of her ornamental jetwork my nose and chin received severe laceration and disfigurement which i endured courageously without a whimper when i have grown more accustomed to being the lucky dog i shall commence cock-a-hooping and become merry as a grig at the present moment i am only capable of wonderment at the unpremeditated rapidity with which such solemn concerns as betrothals are knocked off in this country but if as macbeth says such jobs are to be done at all then it is well they were done quickly end of chapter twelve recording by tech savvy www dot tech savvy dot wordpress dot com